Hello, Pastor Deborah here, and welcome again to another part of the Dear Spiritual Child letter from Agape Love himself. We are working through the letter that was dictated to me with all of its wonderful portions, with all of its wonderful stories, scriptures, for you. The Most High God, Agape Love Himself, gave it to me, had me write it out. I mailed it out, sent it with teddy bears. Remember the teddy that I showed you? Let me get him for you so you can see him again, okay? Remember Teddy? I sent him out with this letter. I'd sent it to heavy metal musicians. Mm -hmm. I sent it to witches, those who own stores of witchcraft. I'd sent it to counts in England. That's right, royalty. I sent it to policemen, political leaders, mm -hmm. people in the church, pastors, people who are all having issues, sort of speaking. They were serving Satan. Some knew it, some didn't. But this was Teddy that went with her. So I'm going to put him down so we can talk. This letter, my dear spiritual child, from Agape Love himself, is for you. Children of all ages, because you are a child in your spirit. Oh, your soul isn't. It's usually a mean, angry, hateful thing. We're going to go past that in this letter. In this number 11 part, we're going to work through some wonderful scriptures that have been foundational to Pastor Deborah. And I'm going to use this, use this motion video by Pixabay to help us. I'm recording here on Zoom for you. May not be the clearest, and I may not have the best looking video. If you'll notice, things happen around my hair. See back up there? That's my background coming through. I don't use a green screen. I've tried the big ones. Too cumbersome, too big for my little space. I've tried homemade ones. Very cumbersome. I don't have a dedicated space. I'm sharing my living room with flowers and chairs and desk. I have two desks behind me. I have bookcases. On the other side, over there, is where I watch television. I have two sofas. Yeah, it's a busy, crowded living room. So I don't have room for all those green screens. I have picture frames I use with other videos that I'm recording. Mm -hmm. Right now, my shade is down, so I don't get too much glare. This little camera I've got from Best Buy is really pretty good, except with the motion video and Zoom, I'm not real clear. I'm using a Yeti microphone to make it sound good. So please, if some weird things happen around, like you see this brown, see that brown right over there? It's my chair coming through. And around my hair, if I move my head too much, you'll see my background. 
I have more teddy bears back there. Flowers, candelabras, that's right. Another desk. Mm -hmm. Lots of lots of stuff behind me. So please forgive me that I don't have a green screen. I hope it won't deter you from watching and listening to this video. My dear spiritual child letter from me, not Pastor Deborah, from Agape Love himself. And we are going to work now in part number 11. We're going to begin Isaiah 61 and finish up in Isaiah 62. Foundational scriptures that helped Pastor Deborah to find you, to understand God's heart for you, to pray it because God tells us he only watches over his words, not mine, not my desires, not yours, but his word. So I would always pray, God fulfill Isaiah 61 and 62 in their lives because he was watching over his word to fulfill it. So we're going to be working through that right after what? Prayer. That's right. Thank you for coming today, everyone that's here in the garden with me teaching. We've got a lot of new ones that have just come in in the last couple of days. Millions of new children have been born because of this letter. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how powerful it was until God started bringing them to the garden to me in the millions, in the spirit, of course. And they said they were drawn by this letter. They'd heard it. They believed in this love from this father. They wanted him as their father. And they wanted me as their spiritual mother. So they were drawn and brought millions and millions. I even told a, a pastor this over in the Netherlands. I don't think she believed me very much. She's kind of still stuck in religion, having to do rituals and things like that. Not many in the church really understand the realm of the spirit. They only understand it by their soul, which is not in the spirit. It's used by the spirit, and it is a vessel for the spirit to use. But they really don't understand the realm of the spirit, the realm of agape love himself and his adversary, Satan, and his kingdom of darkness. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you today that you're going to be with us as we read through your word of Isaiah 61, and that we come to learn about you and your heart's desires and what you put on your own self in your Holy Spirit, what you sent and anointed your son, Christ Jesus, the spirit inside the dirt body named Jesus. The child was born, but the son your image and your likeness that carried Isaiah 61, the anointing of Isaiah 61 in it, for the anointing was you. 
It was your words anointed by the power and the light and the life of agape love itself. So we thank you. Help us to see and perceive what's hidden right there as we read the amplified version that you gave to me of Isaiah 61. We thank you, Father, for being with us now and teaching us about yourself and your heart's desires for all of humanity. We thank you. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, let's get started. When I was first learning how to help people the Lord's way, from the way of mental health counseling, God had to give me some foundations to stand on. I didn't know what he wanted. I didn't know what he wanted to do. Oh, I'd heard a lot about being born again, but I didn't understand it. Didn't really understand the deepness of why we had to be born again. Didn't know much about the spirit. So I went on a fast track, moving as fast as I could to study and learn and catch up. And in the meantime, I had a husband, a son, grandparents, uncles, nieces, a job. I was so busy every single day. There were some days I didn't think I could make it. I was tired. Didn't get a lot of sleep. I went to church seven nights a week for years. And then I was called home for a day. And then I started praying at home. And then God had to wean me off of going to church because I had become an addict to a building, to a pastor preaching, to praise and worship music and waiting till 1030 at night for God to even touch me or to see demonics manifest. Mm -hmm. God said, we got to break you off of that young thing. I was a young one in the Lord at the time. I'd been saved since I was three or four, but I was sort of not alive yet, not revived. The Holy Spirit couldn't expand in me. I was a soulish flesh creature. In fact, my name was Jan. That was my soul that it named itself. When I was about, oh, I don't remember. I remember the grade. It was the fifth grade. My family was in the military, and we had moved from Illinois to Alabama, Montgomery, Maxwell Air Force Base. I went to school on the base. Then he retired, my father, and I went to an elementary school out in the community. Never lived out in the community. Didn't know anything about it. I walked into the, I think, the fifth grade and they, as a military person. We always had to fill out blue cards. Yeah. And they'd have to send them in that there was some military because our parents never really paid property taxes for the school. The federal government had to do that because when you travel around, you are and your parents are in the military. You belong to the government. Mm -hmm. So in the fifth grade, I walked in and there was a whole bunch of Debbies. My family had been calling me Debbie or Deb. And I, I wanted to be different. So I said, oh, my name is Jan, which was my middle name. So they introduced me as Jan, J-A-N. 
From that point on, that was what my soul was. My spirit was not yet alive. Jan went through lots of stuff. And you will read in my story called It's Time about the death of Jan, which had to die. That was not the name God gave me. He gave me the name of Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H, like Deborah of the Bible, a judge, a prophetess, a warrior. My mother's name was Sarah, S-A-R-A-H. My father's name was Joseph, J-O-E-S-P-H. Can you believe it? Coming from two biblical names. And I was named Deborah. God knew what it meant, but I had chosen to be called Jan. But Jan eventually died. And I said, you can read that in my story. It's time. So let's begin where Pastor Deborah as she was coming alive and Jan was dying. It's sort of like having multiple personalities. Mm -hmm. One personality, Jan, had to die, go away, be put in the grave. That one was in my soul. And my spirit had to take on the new birth name, Deborah. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful story. You go read it. I'm going to make a video of it when I get there. Right now, we're going to look at Isaiah 61. This was given to me as God's own heart, a father's heart. It was a father's desires, and it was the father's prophetic words that he spoke to an Old Testament prophet named Isaiah. He was speaking to him about what was to come in a young man, in a son named Christ, who would be in a dirt body named Jesus. But it was the dirt body named Jesus that made Christ legal on earth to have authority and dominion, to fulfill these words. The Christ had to be in a physical body. That was the rule set back in Genesis. So let's get into Isaiah 61. Probably going to take us several of these videos to work through it. I go slow and God amplified it out. So you're going to hear a lot of words about the spiritual when I read it to you. This is Isaiah 61 out of the authorized King James Bible. Verse 1. The spirit of the Lord God is spiritually upon me. We will hear this when a young man named Christ Jesus, who had just become a rabbi and gone into the desert and was tested by Satan himself for 40 days, he walks out in the fullness with the power of the Holy Spirit, passed his test. Walks into his hometown, goes into the synagogue, the local church, and he gets the Bible and he stands up to read, which is what they did. They'd read the scriptures. And he read Isaiah 61, 1 through 4. And then he declared that in their hearing that day, 
this scripture that had been prophesied thousands of years ago by Isaiah was fulfilled. You couldn't imagine the shock and the surprise because these people knew that only the Messiah, the anointed king, the Christ, the son of the living God, the king of Israel, could claim that right. And that meant that God himself was here. It was a day at church for sure. They couldn't believe that this man that they knew had known as a child would declare himself equal to God, God's personal messenger. So let's listen to what these ancient believers knew the scripture said. Isaiah 61, verse 1. And the spirit of the Lord God is spiritually upon me. That means the word of God became flesh, was in Christ Jesus, the dirt body. And those who spiritually believed in him and the agape love that he brought, they would be saved. Because the Lord, the heavenly father himself, has spiritually anointed me, the son of man, the son of God, the word, the agape love of God himself is here in me, in Pastor Deborah, in the word of God itself. It was in Christ Jesus, in the Holy Spirit. When he said, I was anointed with the spirit of the Lord, means I have the Holy Spirit in me. And I am to spiritually preach, announce, declare, speak, tell, proclaim spiritual good tidings, news, truth unto the spiritually meek. The spiritually meek are those who are spiritually deficient in spiritual strength and courage. He, the heavenly father, the Lord most high God, has spiritually sent me the son, the word made flesh, the Christ in a dirt body. And he is in me, Pastor Deborah, as well. In the likeness of man, humanity to spiritually bind up heal restore spiritually broken fragmented spiritual hearts and minds something's broken in us that the word of god had to come to us we seem to be spiritually fragmented meek Deficient in strength and courage, broken and fractured. Our hearts, our minds, they can't think straight. Everything spiritually is darkness to us, ignorance, he's saying. So somebody had to come and help us. 
I have come to spiritually proclaim, he says, to preach and announce, decree spiritual liberty, freedom from the spiritual fear of death and the law of sin and death and their spiritual consequences and power. Right there, we're still in verse 1. We learn a lot about agape love, the source of all healing, the source of helping us his way. Not the way of mental health counseling or therapy or good works or acts of kindness. All of that is just in the soul, for the soul. The same as drugs and alcohol, sex, money. That just pleases the soul. But God's going to do a deeper work. He's going to reach the forever person. And he said, my word is anointed. It's in this son, in his spirit. It's in the Holy Spirit. And it had work to do. And this was the father's heart for us, his desires for us. And these were his prophetic words to us as lost spiritual children to him. He goes on and says that this anointing, this Holy Spirit was there to help these spiritual captives, humanity, you little one, my spiritual children, who I had spiritually become like to help you. He said, I tried it at one time, came down on top of a mountain, but it was so fiery, thundery, and smoky. It scared the human soul. The only one that could come and talk to me was Moses. So I said, I'm going to have to do it a different way, the original way. When I created the first human called Adam, I breathed. And I placed my Holy Spirit, my anointing, in on his spirit. And it was in a dirt body. That's what I'm trying to get back to, he's saying here. I have to start with one to help the many. And he said that I've come to you, spiritual captive, spiritual children who had become the spiritual tail to the soul and to the soul's lust of the flesh and lust of the eyes and its pride of life. Mm -hmm. That's a story back in Genesis. See, spirit man was originally given a commandment when he was all alone. No helpmate, no soul, no companion, no partner. He was told, you see that tree over there? That one? Don't you touch it. And it was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, God knew if you touched it, ate from it without a warning, you would experience good, which may not be right and evil. So he gave the little child, probably was a young man, a commandment, a rule, an order, a law. Don't touch it. Don't eat from it because you will surely die. Now, the little one didn't know what die meant, but God did. 
It means you'll be separated from me spiritually. You'll lose the Holy Spirit, your anointing, and you will fall down into your soul. And your soul will be your king over you. Not me, not my words. And you will be trapped in your soul as a slave. You will be oppressed and vexed by your soul. He didn't tell the little one that. Because you don't tell a little child, you'll die, you'll get hurt, you'll get maybe die. You don't, you just tell them, don't do that for your own good. So he went along, his name was man, Adam, did that for a long time. Then God said it was time for him to have a helpmate. God made the soul to come forth. He brought forth from the rib, the curved part of his body. A helpmate. God had to get more dirt bodies on earth. He needed the man to have a partner, a female, a wound man, a woman. So he created out of the rib of Adam from the same dirt, brought the same DNA out, but added a little extra. So it would be a woman with a wound. W-O means womb. It would be the man, the spirit being that would carry a womb so that a new dirt body could come forth into the earth that a new spirit could be placed in. Mm -hmm. Man and woman, biologically, that was the beginning. But the woman, that was its name, it was declared to just be a partner, a helpmate of flesh and bone right from Adam. And so God said, okay, you named it, you gave it its identity and its purpose. It's just flesh and bone to you. That's all. It's not a spiritual helpmate. So they went along in the garden and God had to do something. He said, okay, because you named it that, you gave it its purpose. You're going to have to be married. You're going to be one. You're going to follow after her. You're going to do whatever she says. You're going to cleave to her. You're going to leave me, your father and mother. And you're going to go after and be with your wife. Mm -hmm. This helpmate of flesh and bone. Now, nothing happened for a long time, but there was an adversary hearing these very prophetic words. And he decided, since he got kicked out of the presence of this loving God because of his rebellion and his own thoughts, he was going to do a mutiny against this creator God. He would get this precious child out of the presence of God. He would cause him to die. Mm -hmm. And so how that happened was he went inside a dirt body called a serpent. And he spoke through the serpent. He asked the serpent for permission to come in. A serpent in ignorance said yes. So here's Satan inside of a serpent talking to the Helpmate, the woman, helping her conscience to come alive, questioning the words of God. Oh, what's wrong with that tree over there? The fruit looks beautiful. Don't you think it's a beautiful fruit? I bet it would be good for your appetite. It's very pretty. There's the seduction, the lust of the eyes, looking at something and seeing its beauty and desiring it. Then came the lust of the flesh. It would make you feel good, good for your appetite. Then came the pride of life test. Oh, 
And you know this God is keeping things from you. And if you eat of that tree, you become like him, a God yourself, full of wisdom. There was the pride of life to the helpmate. Things began to work and here. And she reached for the fruit, took it, ate it. Nothing happened because she wasn't given the commandment. The spirit was. So she took the fruit and said, here, honey, have a bite. It's good. And all this time that the serpent was talking to his wife, Adam was right there with her, saying nothing. He had already made the choice when he declared that his helpmate would just be flesh and bone. God had prophesied they would be married. They would be one. He would just follow after her like a little puppy dog. Whatever she wanted to do, that's what he would do. She would be the lead. So she offered to him. He took. He ate. And the Holy Spirit left. The Spirit sank down into the soul. The soul became the head. The Spirit became the tail. And the Spirit sunk into darkness and ignorance. Trapped by the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Trapped. And then all of its strength was gone. It became weak, vexed, and tormented. So here comes this young man that was prophesied through Isaiah 61. I have come, sent to help you, spirit man. Trapped in the soul who's only a tale. I'm anointed with the Holy Spirit. I know your condition. You are meek. You lack courage and strength. You're just the tail to the soul. You used to be the head, but I've come with an anointing, the Holy Spirit, to help you. But first, I'm proclaiming and telling you I'm here. This is what the people heard from this young man. In the synagogue, they were shocked. He was speaking to spiritual captives, sunk so low, hidden so deep in the soul. Children who had spiritually become the spiritual tale to the soul, to the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, and who were in religion. The soul created faith for itself, called it religion, created its own gods of all kinds for the soul to worship. The spirit could not worship this God. It was trapped and it needed to be freed. And this is what Isaiah 61 is telling us. This was the father's heart. His desires for humanity and his prophetic words to us. I had to learn this, wrote it out, amplified it, read it, wrote it, read it again, studied it, looked up the words. Mm -hmm. This young man, his name was Christ Jesus. Christ was the spirit, the original Adam, 
anointed again with the Holy Spirit inside a dirt body named Jesus. Isaiah was prophesied that this young man was coming. God was going to come back to us and help us. And he was going to provide through this anointing. These words of freedom and opening of the spiritual prison to those that are spiritually bound. He was going to offer freedom. A Hebrews 4.12, a new birth out of the depths and the prisons of the soul for the spirit. It was going to open a way for the spirit to be free again, to be the head. And not the tail. That's just in verse one. Mm -hmm. It was a powerful statement that this young man was speaking. For the people in the synagogue had been reading these prophetic words for thousands of years from Isaiah. And here he was standing up saying, in your ears today. It is fulfilled. He was declaring he was the one who was sent. Anointed of God himself. But they all knew him. He grew up in the town. He didn't look any different. He looked like one of them. But he wasn't. And that's verse one. And I had to go slow through this. I had to see our condition, humanities, that we needed help and still do, and that our spirits are trapped. They're in prisons of our soul, which keep it in darkness and ignorance. And then our spirit itself must be freed, born again, anointed with the same Holy Spirit. So Isaiah 61 was beginning to tell me and teach me about you, about the Father's love for you, and how he was going to help all of us, even Pastor Deborah. Each time I pray for you, I pray that his words of Isaiah 61 and 62 are fulfilled in your life. And that he brings forth that opening, that Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision. Where you come out of the cocoon of your soul. Out as a new creature. Never been created before. Alive to him. No longer dead, but alive. A baby, but alive. Mm -hmm. That's verse one. And that's where I'm going to end it today. Because there's so much that each verse will teach us about you and him. And this is, was in the letter. It's on the website in many different ways. Sometimes I just like to sit and read one word of it. Study one word, captive. 
anointing. Study the word, why it had to be decreed, prophesied. And then I would look in the four gospels about when Jesus declared this in the synagogue that day, when that was a church service, was out of this world. They even attacked him because they couldn't believe it. Sometimes you can wait and hear something's coming, something's coming, something's going to be better, better, better days are coming. And then all of a sudden somebody stands up and says, it's here. You can't believe it. Your soul is shocked because the soul knew something was up. Satan, the adversary of God, knew something was up. Things were fixing to change. What had been prophesied and that Satan had been fearing had happened. Was here on earth now. And it was going to be war. That's where I want to end it. I just want you to begin to believe in these words of freedom for you. This is in the spiritual child letter. Isaiah 61, verse 1, is all we read today. It's in an amplified form out of the King James Bible. God, if you read the King James Bible, it won't read like this. I was taught to put the word spiritual in front of everything. I looked up each word to get the amplified version. I looked up in the Strong's Concordance, the Webster's Dictionary. So I would have a broader understanding. God is much bigger than just one word. Sometimes he is so wonderful and fabulous, you can't even describe him. It takes many words to describe his nature, his essence, his love, you, me, the enemy. So in my dear spiritual child letter from him, Agape love himself. He wants you to know about him, his heart's desires for you. His own love for you and how he spoke it out. And now he is fulfilling it through his son, Christ Jesus. Oh, Christ Jesus is not here physically anymore, not doing physical work like he did. He is in a resurrected, glorified spiritual body. He can show up. He has showed up in my house. He can take on forms. He can work through people, through nature. He's in the realm of the spirit now. He works through and uses his own believers who believe in him, who also get this anointing. Of the Holy Spirit. And they. Take up his place. Here. On earth. So if you would like to have. Also. This father working in your life. And have this Holy Spirit. To help you. Become free. From your soul. And to begin to heal your brokenness. In your spirit. Just ask him. Nod your head, go, yep, that's what, me, I want that. It's done. 
and he'll give you a Hebrews 4.12. He will bring you up out of that tail and make you the head. He'll anoint you with the Holy Spirit and he will start working with you. You'll be a new creature, never created before. You're not the old. A lot of people stay in the old soul and they keep thinking, I'm a victim, I'm a victim. They have these memories and they don't live out of their new identity, their newness. The new you's never been a victim, never been trafficked, never been abused, never done drugs or alcohol. You're a baby. That's innocent, pure, righteous, and glorious. You have none of those memories. You have never, as a new spiritual being, had anything that your old spirit had. Except there might be a few things hanging around trying to hang on to you. And we'll take care of those. Mm -hmm. That is no problem. So you enjoy listening and learning about the Father's heart for you. A Father's desires for you. And his prophetic words of Isaiah 61. We just did verse 1. Next one. In part number 11, excuse me, part 12, we'll start with verse number two. Love you, Father, anyone who desires to be a new creature through you and your son, let it be so. Begin the work of Isaiah 61 in their life. Bring them on up, Father, out of the darkness of the soul. Birth them anew into your kingdom and the family. Be about your work, Father. Fulfill your heart's desires for them. In the name of Christ Jesus, the anointed Son of the living God, God himself, agape love. Amen. All right. See you in the next part of my dear spiritual child letter from agape love himself. Bye.